Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Saturday morning to you. This Drive Time Radio here in the city of Seattle and its environs. As a matter of fact, all over the Pacific Northwest on 1150 KKNW. I am your happy host, New York Vinny, hanging out with you uh, on a Saturday morning. We thank you for coming along for the ride with us for the next hour on Drive Time Radio, where we sit every Saturday morning together and discuss cars Trucks, electrics, gas, hot rods, new cars, 23s. Got my first 23 this week to drive. Um, And so, so, so much more. Life, traffic lights, we have it all for you. Plus a little music, because what's the day if you can't start it out without a song, right? I mean, you know, so we have our famous Saturday morning cartoon going for you as well, which we will get to a little bit later in the show. <clears throat> Hope you had a good week. Uh, it uh, certainly life continues to be crazy, does it not? You know, um, I, I don't know if you know this, but if you are on Facebook, you do uh, that uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do a show with my uh, ex partner from over KJR, Michael Knight, and we do a uh, we do a you know we talk sports we talk politics we talk life you know we talk the same thing that you would talk if you're uh, in a coffee shop hanging out with your your pals and just to you know once again a week of events that just make you scratch your head and go okay but one of the one of the good things that happened is we can hear all good things we will talk about it. I like to talk about the good things I like to tell you about the good things and. One of the good things that happened is, uh, you know, it looks like that this, uh, I don't know, they call it the beat inflation bill. I don't know. I don't think the you know, president is going to sign this thing. And all of a sudden, prices in the stores are going to drop down. But call it what you want. There are some things in the bill uh, that concern automotive people cars, drivers, so on and so forth. And I think the good part about that is that the the pieces that will say that we are moving our country from internal combustion engines to electric power are going to be fortified, are going to be financed, are going to be helped out by the government. Look, folks, we need this. Whether you believe that the electric car, the fuel cell car, the hydrogen car, whatever it is that you believe is going to be the future or the ICE, the internal combustion engine that I call them ICE cars. When I was a kid, it was a car with a motor. But whether you believe that those vehicles are a bunch of leftist hogwash and nothing, you'll have to take my Ford F-350 diesel from my prime from my hands. Well, tell you what, it's a whole lot of people lining up to buy those F-150 Lightnings. You know, I remember on this show, let's see, this show's three years, this particular edition of the show is three years old, I guess, maybe even a little bit longer. Coming up in September, and I um, I distinctly remember just three years ago, just three years ago, um, talking to people who said, "Well, I'll never buy an electric pickup truck because they don't work in the cold, or they don't work in uh, this kind of condition or that condition or this condition," which was all a bunch of hogwash. Does your refrigerator work in the cold? Does your uh, heater work in the cold? Uh, are they electric? Well, what would make you think that an electric truck would work in the cold? Or uh, I'm not going to get the distance I need. Now, that at that time may have been true, uh, but 
the development of batteries, the development of storage systems for electricity has advanced more in three years than the internal combustion engine advanced in 53 years. Because we have America and, and not just America, we have the world's top minds working on this because we got to do something about the environment. And these vehicles will hopefully do something, you know, help toward that. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows for sure. Just like anybody knew for sure that internal combustion engines were, were, and the carbon uh, that they admit were going to do what they have done to our environment right now. I don't think in, in, in 1904, Henry Ford was sitting there saying, well, you know, these things are going to emit carbons, but, uh, you know, well, uh, let's, not, let's, let's not make them. You know, they didn't. They, I don't think they did that. I don't think they knew. I don't think uh, our our collective ability to know these things um, or to care about them, to care about them, was as intense as it is today. So. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that that bill has gone through. I'm glad that there will be uh, subsidies in there for you, you, and you to, to help you finance and buy an electric car and uh, get rid of your, uh, your internal combustion engine car, if that's what you so desire to do. I... And as I've said before, I think a, a you know internal combustion engines are going to have their place. We're going to look at a future that is going to have different different cars for different applications. It's not going to be a one size fits all anymore. You're actually going to have to think about it before you buy it. You're not going to just drive down the street and go, "Oh, that one is red and it looks pretty," and I'm going to buy it. <clears throat> think that's going out the wayside. I think what um, what you will see, if my observation on this is correct, is uh, you will you know sit down at your desk in your house or or in a coffee shop and you'll punch up a website and you'll go boop, 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 boop. that's what we uh, that's what we need. Show us some cars. And it'll show you boom, 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 boom. How many miles do you drive a year? How many? What's the longest trip you take? All this kind of stuff. And you'll have a choice. You'll have a choice of getting a, a, a an electric car, which will be, you know, you'll have a, a choice of maybe a hydrogen, you know, something, something, you know, a couple of options that won't pollute the air. And if there's applications that still need internal combustion engines. like trucks and things like that, I think for the short term, they'll still be around. But I think we will see this technology, uh, you know, probably after I'm gone, but, you know, then again, I hope I live forever, uh, you know, one of those things. You hope you're, you know, you're, I mean, I enjoy life. As crazy as it may seem some days, <laughs> I enjoy life. And um, and I want to, I, I, I'm so excited about what's going on I, I i'm just you know i'm um it's just such a it's 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 like you have a front seat to henry ford you have a front seat to louis chevrolet you have a front seat to walter uh, chrysler you, you have a front seat to all of that and that's what you do and in this day and age you have a front seat not only here to Detroit, but you have a front seat to the world. And it's all right there on your computer. You can look and research and talk about these things, uh, you know, ad infinitum. I mean, think about this. VinFast, which is a company out of Vietnam, is going to be bringing cars 
and scooters to the United States. And by all accounts, and I haven't been in one yet, but by all accounts, their electric cars are something to see. Are, uh, you know, I haven't heard of a selling price yet or anything like that, but the value and the construction and uh, the, um, the luxury of these uh, electric vehicles and the scooter looked pretty cool too, actually. I saw the uh, preview of the scooter this week. All of them. And you can have a front seat to that if you want, if you're interested. Not to mention the fact that for old, you know, drag racers like uh, like me, it's exciting to get in one of these things and punch them and see how fast they go in a controlled environment. In a controlled environment. So really is uh, an exciting time, and that's why I love having this show on the air, and I love talking to you about it, and I love it when you send me emails at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. I, I, I love all of this stuff. It's, it's, it's so interesting and fascinating to a kid that, yeah, I grew up loving baseball. What about the Mariners last night? Hey, you know what? They came back. I hate. I hate, I hate, I hate the runner on second base. I hate, I hate, I hate the runner on second base deal. Get rid of it, baseball. It may be, it, 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 maybe that's the electric motor of the baseball, though, right? Going to change, change the game. Not that exciting for me, though. I'd rather I'd rather watch an electric motor than watch a, a runner at second base that didn't earn his way there. So that's the thing about baseball. The idea of the game is that you're supposed to earn your way to everything you get. You earn it by running up the baseline fast enough to beat the ball. You run it by hitting the ball. Uh, you, you earn it by having a good enough eye to to watch for pit, uh, pitches that are outside the strike zone. You earn it even in an intentional walk by being a feared enough hitter or being up in a situation where they feel that it is better to just say, go ahead, than to try to challenge you or the situation. So you earn it, and your teammates earn it. And to put a runner on second base, I'm not going to go off on a tangent on that. It, it just it upsets me as a, as a baseball guy. It just, you know, it upsets me. Uh, but I'm sure everybody had a good time last night. It was fireworks night. I heard the traffic was just, like, phenomenal around town. It is Seafair weekend as well, so the Blue Angels are around, and, the I-90 bridge is going to be open while the angels are flying. So if you have a tow truck, you may want to stand on one end of the bridge or the other, uh, because I'm sure you'll have some business. I'm sure people will be bumping into each other uh, like it's going out of style. Some of the other news from uh, around the, uh, around the uh, automotive world is um, Jim Farley. If you don't know that name, he is the president of Ford. And he's angry. He is not happy. He is not a happy man. And his unhappiness may be good for you. Uh, we told you already on the show that Ford has separated their businesses. There's the internal combustion engine business. And then there is the electric business. Um, and uh, that's now a separate division of Ford. So you have the internal combustion engine deal going on here and electric here. It's like two companies under one roof. Right? So Farley is upset at dealers 
it's not just here. I mean, it's all over the country that are charging phenomenal amounts of money over MSRP. That's the sticker price to um, to sell you a car. They want more money. They want, you know, they, 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 the, the, the dealers. I mean, I don't know if dealers lost money in the pandemic or not. I would have to think their service departments might have. Uh, that they're, uh, you know, but you don't make up for it in one afternoon. There are dealers that for certain models of cars are trying to charge $100,000 over, over uh, MSRP uh, on certain models of cars. And to that, the idea that there are people who have some money and figure they'd like to make some more money. So what they're doing is they're going and buying cars and then reselling them. They buy these specialty cars and then they resell them to people who are willing to pay that money. If they find a dealer, I mean, you call, uh, I mean, it, there's an actual business. And I think I've told you about this before in trafficking electric cars. <laughs> because right now it's tough to get electric cars in the middle of the country. Uh, a lot of these cars are like the RAV4 Prime, California only, or West Coast only, East Coast only, right? So, of course, you know, there's a lot of uh, th there's a lot of people that want these cars in places like Wisconsin and Chicago and, you know, the middle of the country, Kansas City. So there are people out there that will go and they'll buy like, you know, five Chevy bolts from a dealer, put them on a truck, take them to Milwaukee or Madison probably, and sell them for whatever, over, over book value. So you have those two problems that are going on. And so Jim Farley from Ford says, we got to fix this. It's killing us. It's murdering us. So we're looking at a model now of selling our cars online. Look how much it's done for Tesla. Look at the way Tesla has sold their cars, and they've sold a lot of them. You know, for a company that people thought was going to fail, I mean, I'm not a big Elon Musk fan, but I got to, you know, I got to give this guy credit, man. He has put the car business on its butt. And his success is looked at by everybody else. And, well, how did he do it? Well, one of the ways he did it is not having caught, you know, dealers that put you in a hot room and uh, made you feel like you're in uh, a, a, an interrogation room. By having dealers that don't, don't charge over that, you know, over at SRP to charge the, the, the price of the car is the price of the car. And that's what the car is. That's it. That's all. And yeah, the cars are probably more expensive than they should be, but you know what? People will pay for the experience of not having the experience of dealing with the interrogation room, with sitting there with the finance person trying to sell you everything. And, you know, the whole deal that you go through when you go to buy a car in many dealerships, not all, there are good ones out there. But so anyway, Farley has said, we, we, we are going to take our electric business in-house. We're going to do like Tesla and sell these cars online. You'll sit down. It'll be one price. And that's it. Flip that over to General Motors, and this is one, an interesting thing for me, who has said that if on certain models, so let's say you buy a Corvette Z06, which is 120, what is it, what did they announce, $30,000 Corvette, 
you buy that car. If you resell that car within a year, you will void the warranty. So what they're trying to do is, is discourage you from selling a car within, from flipping a car. And, you know, I go back and forth on that because the system is constructed that people can do that. There are a gazillion car brokers out there who basically do that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's gotten to be like tickets, though. You know, if you want a good ticket, you, you know, you, you might have to go to a broker because money talks, as we all know. And that's part of our system these days. Uh, and, you know, add that to the fact that people consistently, consistently rank going to an auto dealer as their worst, you know, next to the emergency room. It's like the second worst thing they like to do. And that's horrible. Shouldn't be that way. It should be that if you go to a dealer, it, it, you know, it, because you can now buy an Apple computer. You, I mean, you don't have to be high pressured. You don't have to, uh, you know, haggle the price. People hating haggle the price. Believe me, I've made, uh, you know, enough money in my life by helping people negotiate deals for cars because they didn't want to do it. Having me go to a dealer or call up a dealer and talk to a dealer and get the car for them. Because they hated, hated going to the dealer. Okay, so between those two things, I, you know, I'm, I know a lot of people work for dealerships, and I think dealerships are always going to be around in one form or another. It may be their model may change to a more Amazon model where you order the thing online and then you pick it up at a at a dealer and it's all paid for the dealer uh the dealer end of it is compensated to them by the company as opposed to how much they can get you to pay for a car and then they also service your car and sell accessories and things like that it becomes like an apple store You pay one price for the Mac, and then you can buy the. There's a rack of accessories over there that you want to buy. You can buy that. That's what the the the, the younger people, I think, are much more used to uh, than my generation, who is you know, the certain of us that loved going to a car dealer and haggling it down. How low can I get it for? That may be going away. That may be uh, maybe the end of that. Let's uh, ask our, our good friend and our producer, Nathan. Uh, good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Vinny. That's a weird question to ask me. What? <laughs> you said you're going to ask me good morning. It's like, okay, good morning. No, no, no. I'm going to ask you a question, but I wanted to say good morning. I just didn't want to say, hey, want to wake up, you know? <laughs> just Jeez. having a little Saturday morning fun with you. Give me a little break here, Nathan. Um, you're, you're in that age group that I think uh, the president of Ford and, and other car companies are thinking about. Certainly, uh, uh, you know, coming up on the age group that Tesla is targeting, Not maybe not the money group, but the age group at least. Um, what do you think about uh, what, what is your perception of going to a dealer? Hmm, that's a good question, because uh, you always want to have something unique when it comes to your car, and I feel like if cars start becoming like the, you know, what you're saying with the standard base price for a car, then add-ons and stuff like that, it kind of more generalizes vehicles, and it's hard to kind of stand out among the others. Well, actually, the way the system would work, as I understand it, is you would be able to order. You know, nowadays you go to a dealer's lot and usually, uh, although before the pandemic, this was much more prevalent, 
they would be, you know, the dealer would have 50 cars on the lot and, you know, 25 of them would look the same and you'd pick which one you wanted out, all pre-order, get it and drive it. Mm. And that's it. With this system, you'll sit down at your computer. Maybe you'll go to a dealer and test drive the model that you want, but then you'll come home or you'll go to a computer place in the dealership and you'll sit down and you'll order it. And so if you want uh, high titanium, magnesium, chrome, uh, Abelophian wheels, uh, you can get them. If you want uh, a 300 horsepower, 400 horsepower, 500 horsepower engine, you'll be able to put it in there if it comes available as an option. You know, um, I don't know, chenille seats, you'll be able to order them. So actually, I think it would go the other way. Okay. Much more, many more options because you were building the car for you, not, not, not having a car that was built closest to what you wanted. I see. In that case, I would be all for it because one of the things that really particularly stressed me about when I bought my car, I mean, they always make it seem like you got the best deal, but suddenly you go to another dealership and then you talk about your car. It's like, oh, I could have offered you this much better of a deal. And then it's like, well, shoot, you know, I could have had an even better deal on this car. Then why did I pay this much when I could pay it, you know, lower? Exactly. It takes out a lot of that post buying a vehicle stress too. And people feel burned with that. People always feel like they were they were screwed. I mean, you could you could go in there and you could have paid the lowest price um, that you you know you looked all over the place. You want uh, you know anywhere, and and you paid the lowest price. And then sure enough, you're going to go and talk to somebody, and they're going to say, "Oh, I could have got you you know another thousand dollars off on that on that thing, or I could have got you this, or I could have got you know or." And it just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you 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 know you now feel like you left money on the table. Exactly. And yeah, and that's and that's never a good feeling, no matter what you buy. If you know, it's, it's never a good feeling if you buy a cup of coffee for four dollars and then you go down this road to the next Starbucks and it's uh, you know three seventy five. Hey, what the hell with this quarter? You know, I mean, you need it that bad? How it Schultz? <laughs> So, well, that, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, because you're the generation that this is really all targeted for. You know, my generation, my, you know, older guys like me, people, women, <coughs> excuse me, we've dealt with this situation. We'll deal with it, you know, maybe if we all buy, you know, one more car in our lives. Um, but it's going to be, a, I believe, it will be a radically different buying experience for you, Nathan, and a really radically different buying experience for your children, should you decide to have some, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's something that we all really need to, to pay attention to, especially if you're in your age group, uh, you know, your generation of people that so many things are different, uh, uh, in, in, mo- in mobility and transportation than we have grown up with. Uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Do uh, Nathan? Do you want to ask me a? Do you want to ask me a question? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Good golly, I thought you'd never ask. I am driving this week, Nathan, the first 2023 vehicle of the season. How does that sound, Pally? It is. It is. I uh, don't know what to say, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we've broken. It's Happy New Year here at Drive Time. (laughs) It's like I'm looking at the date and it's like, oh, it's uh, August. It's 2022. We still have four months to go. Uh, But we have a 2023 Kia Sportage uh, hybrid turbo. And it is, uh, you know, it's it, it's so interesting to me to watch Kia because you know they've come from a car company twenty year, some years ago that you know basically when you open the door in a car the whole thing shook to an, an unbelievably 
solid car company that puts out cars that are um, reliable. That uh, you know, I mean, yeah, they have their they have their problems with certain things, uh, but for the most part, these cars are reliable. Uh, they're value conscious, although not as much as they used to be, and they're well equipped, very safe, and are advancing uh, in the electrics field uh, quicker than almost anybody. A lot of people in the industry think that the Korean cars. Uh, the Hyundai's and the Kia's are going to be the best electric cars you can buy. They seem to have a good um, thing on this, a, a good hold uh, on this. So the um, the Kia Sportage Hybrid is it's a beautiful car. The one that I, uh, you know, it's it's so funny. I got just got it yesterday. Didn't get a chance to take pictures of it yet. I'm going to do that. Uh, today, so I'll put a couple up on the uh, on uh, 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 socials uh, that we have. Um, it is a gray mate finish, and I don't know why, but that mate finish is it is it a matte finish or a mate finish? Am I saying it right, Nathan? I always went with matte. You know, I, I, but if you I want to put on a little like a French. Uh twist to it and you could say maybe mate or something yeah mate there's over mate anyway that's, it's a french mate i'm gonna go with mate because i'm new york finney i speak my own language uh finish so the only thing about this thing is they tell you don't take it through a car wash because it doesn't have the clear coat on it that you know a million cars have a gazillion cars have it doesn't have that on it so you have to either take it through one of those um, brushes, I guess. You, uh, not brushes, but uh, car washes where you spray it, where it sprays on or, anything, or something like that. Uh, but you can't have any kind of, uh, or you have to hand wash it, which I always believe. I mean, I've, I've thought this in a long time. I always believe that a, uh, a you know, good hand wash is, is very therapeutic. You know, you go out there and you get the towel and the sponge and you run your hands. So I used to love to hand wash my Corvette because you could feel the lines in the car. You, you, you got to know your car intimately, you know, like you felt every line. You knew where every bulb was. You knew you, know, you just knew the car better when you hand washed it. I thought anyway. I'm uh, drifting off into fantasy here. Anyway, the um, uh, the 2023 Kia Sportage is uh, a roomy, uh, really nicely appointed car. They have a new design language uh, to it uh, that uh, suggests to me airplanes. You know, motion. It's it, it almost looks like the uh, the um, interior pieces, uh, the dashboard stuff that's on there, uh, look like the back of an airplane. You know, with the piece that goes up in the back. I mean, it's really, really just well designed. It looks great. The the interior is high quality. The buttons, the uh, screen is a phenomenal screen in this thing. It's it goes just clear across the uh, the driver's position to the middle, and it does everything. You know, everything is right there on the screen. They still have controls for the radio and the heater under the screen, so it's not all touch screen. Uh, for those of you who don't, you know, a lot of people don't like that touch screen to tune the radio or it's confusing. They still have the two knobs under that you can use to tune the radio. So if you lend the car to grandpa, he's, he's good. But uh, just, uh, um, and as I said, I haven't taken it out on the road uh, yet um, extensively. I've driven it a little bit, but I'm just so impressed just standing there looking at it. It just looks like something you want to drive. Uh, it looks like something that 
people uh, turn their heads when they see. And it has the panoramic sunroof, the LED uh, interior lighting, if that's your thing, a power lift gate, which is uh, immeasurably valuable. And uh, so we'll tell you about the, uh, you know, the driving dynamics of it uh, when we review it. But just from the, the looks and the bold styling, they say that the plug-in model, which is not the one I have, can go 32 miles on electricity alone. The one thing I did notice on this uh, 2023 uh, Kia Sportage is that it really, when you hit the gas, it goes. Those electric motors give you that initial push off of the line, and you really feel that in the seat of your pants. I mean, it you hit that gas, and it up and goes. and um the uh it's just a a slick ride that seems to be something i think is going to be huge for kia the 2023 kia sportage um gas uh on, on the hybrid is 42 mpg city 44 highway uh i'm going to take it on a nice long ride this weekend and see what that gets but a stunningly beautiful car uh, from Kia, uh, lots of uh, high-tech stuff in there. It just feels like, uh, and it has the smart part, <laughs> which I love. It's, it's, the, it's the car accessory invented for fat guys. <laughs> you know how sometimes you're in a parking lot and somebody parks next to you and, you know, listen, you're a big person and you got to open the door and you bang it on the thing or bang it on the other car or you're like, oh, man, I got to squeeze in and you're, your butt's rubbing against it. Uh, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. You, Nathan, you don't know what I'm talking about because you're young, handsome, and skinny. But me, <laughs> I'm like a, wa a weevil wobble, you know. Anyway, uh, this has the uh, Hyundai button, or uh, Kia, Hyundai, both same company, the button that you press, and it backs the car out of the parking spot for you. Backs the car out of the garage. Backs the car out of where you you know if it's in a in a spot it puts it in and it'll back it out. I, I you know large people all over the world should thank should send a note of appreciation to the person who invented that, the people who were smart enough to design that. They looked at America over there and they said, "I know what America needs: a car that you can get into in a parking lot." And this is that car. So we'll tell you more about it. All right. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we have our cartoon. And uh, are you a Batmobile fan? I got a story for you about the Batmobile that you just ain't going to believe. Stick around. Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny right here on KKNW. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double-check too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The biggest, bright Texaco star. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. All right, back with you here on Drive Time Radio. Let's get right to it. The cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon of the week. I don't know if you know this or not, but yesterday was the anniversary of the first traffic light that was ever installed in the United States of America. A police officer who used to stand out there and direct traffic thought it'd be a good idea to uh, put a couple of lights in a box. And uh, instead of him having to hold up his hands all day, so he got this box and put it on a pole and put it in the middle of an intersection. 
and you had your first traffic light and uh, it all caught on and look what we have today. So, you know, I mean, they figured in music here and there, stopped at the light, got the, the, but we got this one artist that uh, I wound up uh, discovering uh, because that's what I do. I discover, I look, I peruse, I ask. And I came up with this art, uh, artist, uh, Sarah Kays. I really don't know much about her. I know she's got a Facebook page. I know she's uh, uh, she's very talented. I've listened to a number of her songs, and uh, they're all lyrically beautiful. And uh, she has written a song called Traffic Lights. You know, uh, analogize what seems to be, and we've all been there, a somewhat rocky love affair. Here's Sarah. There you go. Is that a pretty song? I mean, it, it's heart-wrenching. Great lyrics and uh, great, uh, um, so, uh, uh, you know, melody and everything like that. Uh, but heart-wrenching. I mean, I was listening to the first time, you know, for the first time, and I was like, you know, it's funny. I listened to that, and I listened to this, uh, a song that I remember from when I was a kid that was like in the Golden Books, the Traffic Light song. And I actually found it, and I heard this, and I said, you know what? This is kind of cool. This is a little bit more hip. This is uh, really something that uh, my audience would love. So I hope you love it. I hope you check her out more. Sarah Kays is her name. She's all over YouTube and Facebook and all of that. She just writes some really beautiful songs, and uh, I suggest you check her out. Okay. Uh, by the way, let me just uh, once again uh, pay tribute to the uh, traffic signal. We've all run one. We've all stopped too long at one. Uh, the world's first electric traffic signal was put into place on the corner of Euclid Avenue and East 105th Street in Cleveland on August 5th, 1914. So the um, that's what it cop was there. And I've been uh, to East 105th in Euclid in Cleveland. I know the core, I know the uh, intersection, and I never, ever, ever knew that it was um, that it was <laughs> the home of the first traffic light. Okay, quick story for you before we get into our uh, review this week. I, I find this story. I don't know why. Maybe because I've actually driven the real Batmobile. Uh, by the way, I want to thank uh, World According to Briggs uh, on YouTube, Briggsy from down in Portland, uh, for that uh, the information. He's the guy that turned me on to the first traffic light date. Uh, he has a feature uh, that's on YouTube called On This Day that uh, is really worth checking out. Uh, if you, uh, you know, if you if you're one of those people that click on YouTube every day for something, uh, his feature on this day. Uh, as well as all his features, he does a bunch of top 10 lists and things like that. Really worth uh, the moment. Uh, I don't know. I think they're about two minutes long and uh, they're really worth checking out. So thanks again to Briggsy. Um, there's this. Uh, did you grow up a fan of Batman? Not the one that you have now, but the 1960s cartoon uh, um, live action. TV series, you know, I mean, it took the country by storm when I was a kid. Uh, it came out in 1966, ran, I think, 66 and 67, had just a bunch of great uh, guest star villains. Uh, Burgess Meredith uh, from the Rocky movies was the Penguin. Cesar Romero was the Joker. Still, I think, the best Joker ever. <laughs> it was just so cool seeing him in that makeup. Uh, just all different. You know, Leslie Gore was one of the uh, uh, Catwoman's kitties. Uh, Eartha, was Eartha Kitt the Catwoman for a while? Eartha Kitt was the Catwoman. Then I think Julie Newmar might have been the Catwoman for a while. But anyway... Great show. I'm sure you've seen it. And then, of course, Batman and Robin used to bop around in the Batmobile, which was a custom-designed car by uh, the late George Barris, who was uh, you know, a custom car guy in Southern California. He took this old uh, Lincoln show car uh, that Ford didn't want anymore, and he bought it for a dollar, and he brought it to his shop in, uh, in, in L.A., 
and proceeded to rebuild it into this absolutely cool, maybe the coolest car of the 60s, the Batmobile. The Batmobile had everything. You know, when you was on a TV series, you know, they slide down the pole from Wayne Manor and they get into the Batmobile. Power, boom, started up. The turbine would shoot out the back and this thing would come out of the secret tunnel at Wayne Manor and go on to fight crime. It had all sorts of stuff and it was really cool. You could put an oil. It was kind of, you know, it was interesting. It was around the same time as the James Bond car. So anyway, so, you know, people, you know, love these cars. I mean, I drove, I actually got a chance to drive one of the original Batmobiles um, several years ago in Pittsburgh. They brought it to Pittsburgh to exhibit it. And I got in and drove it. It was awesome. It was, you know, it was really cool. I got a picture somewhere up on, on social media uh, of me sitting behind the seat. So anyway, to make a long story even longer. So there's a guy in Logansport, Indiana. And this guy, uh, this gentleman, will build you a, uh, a, a true 1966 Batmobile. He was as smitten with this car as many youth were in those days. So if you call him up at his company, Fiberglass Freaks, in Logansport, Indiana, he would be happy for the sum of, uh, I'm trying to think now, uh, it seems to me it would be about uh, two, 200000 bucks somewhere along there. The T-shirts are cheaper, by the way. The Batmobile T-shirts are really cool, and they're only 25 bucks. I'm going to get one. But uh, Mark Raycop, the Reverend Mark Raycop, by the way, uh, in Logansport for uh, that amount of money will build you an exact replica of the Batmobile. Soup to nuts. Fire comes out the back. It's got the, the you know, the different, uh, the light on the top, and it's got the, you know, it, it's got everything. I mean, I'm telling you, you pull up to pick up your kid from school with this, and you're just, you're, you're never going to get home, man. You're going to be giving kids rides all school year. It is uh, truly, if I had more money than I knew what to do with, this is what I would buy. I would, I would say, you know what? This is much cooler because it's only one of, I don't know how many are out there, or maybe a hundred that this guy has built. But it's really, um, if you go to his website, fiberglassfreaks.com, it's the officially licensed 1966 Batmobile replica. He's uh, licensed by Warner Brothers and DC Comics to do this. And it's really, you can buy it, you know, it's a 1966 Batmobile LX. And I guess he's going to retire, but he's going to build five more. I don't know if they are spoken for or not, but let me tell you. <laughs> Go on this website, Fiberglass Freaks, and I'll put a link to it up on our Facebook page. Um, and look at this thing. It's it's an exact replica. Now, the reason I got turned on to this story is because some guy down in the Bay Area, <laughs> San Mateo, where my sister lives, uh, actually, the guy lives, I guess, in Atherton, some real estate dude. Decided he wanted one of these. So he paid some of the money and sent, you know, to Logan's Port, sent the money. And I would be sending money to Logan's Port. And um, this guy started building them one. And then he didn't hear from the, uh, the, the, the buyer for, I don't know, uh, 10 months or something like that. And didn't hear from, didn't call, tried to call him, I guess, allegedly, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
And um, eventually the guy said, okay, well, I got, you know, like, you know, he owes me 70,000 or 80,000 on this car um, out of the 200, whatever, you know, I'm not going to not bill the car for him because anyway, he, he drops the guy down to the bottom of the list. And so (laughs) of, of getting these cars. So the guy one day, I guess, sends him the $70,000 after 10 months or whatever. Again, this is all allegedly. And the guy says, okay, I'm dropping your car down to the bottom. You know, I've dropped your car down to the bottom of the list. I didn't hear from you. All right. So I guess this guy is a hoop-de-dooey big to-do in San Mateo. He calls his buddy up, allegedly, the San Mateo County Sheriff. And the sheriff, who, by the way, hasn't been able to be found for the last uh, two weeks or three weeks, the eyewitness news down there, the uh, uh, reporter down there has done a great job on this thing, has, uh, you know, has been trying to investigate it, you know, find out what's going on. The sheriff sends a posse, sends like five people to Logansport, Indiana, to arrest this guy, the, the Reverend Mark. He sends like, yeah, I mean, he sends like, I mean, how much do you think that costs? By the way, it was a $20,000 payment, the dollar payment the guy missed. So anyway, they, the sheriff, who's a friend of this rich guy, sends these like the the posse to to Logansport, puts on a plane, first class, rent the car, go, boom, serve the guy an arrest warrant, arrest the guy. Uh, for what? Number one, but for two, I mean, so people now in beautiful San Mateo, California, San Mateo County are enraged. (laughs) They should be. (laughs) I I mean, it was just, it's, it was just such a bizarre story and we'll keep you updated on it that we will, um, without a doubt, uh, follow up. On this story, the guy is uh, is uh, tucking and running. And nobody's talking to anybody now. The, the, you can't find the sheriff. He's been on vacation. All in, and they've now the, the DA of San Mateo County has said, "Wait a minute, let's all take a step back here. Let's not ar- arraign this guy on this charge just yet. Let's, let's see." But that's the story, and that's drive time for this week. We'll catch up with you next week right here on KKNW. If the laws will and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.